Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. I am very excited to be able to introduce you to Nick Lloyd-Smith. Nick is a refrigeration technician, and he lives in Tidurangi with his lovely wife, Megan, and their two gorgeous boys, Hadley and Jamie. Megan, Nick's wife, you may remember, was our third chat on this guest. We spoke to Megan just after the birth of Jamie. We were keen to speak to Nick about the birth of Jamie, as it was Nick that delivered their beautiful baby boy at home, unassisted by anyone. Nick, welcome. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. I'm really interested to know, what were your expectations for the birth of Jamie? What did you imagine your role being and how had you imagined you would be involved? Yeah, well, we kind of had a, we always had a plan in place. Um, you know, we knew we were birthing at home, so that was that was always going to happen. Um, and for me, my role was, we, ideally, you know, we would have, we had the water birth plan, so we had the pool. And the pool was sitting there empty, so my job was to fill it up. So we had the hose ready to go. I think maybe the day before, we, we kind of thought the baby might come. And, um, yeah, when Megan was was at that point, we um, we went downstairs to the room where, where the room was set up, and I turned the hot tap on and started filling the, the birth pool up, and that was kind of my job. Um, and then the hot water ran out, so the kettle had to get the kettle started boiling that and actually we had two kettles so we planned that um so we had two kettles on the go with cold water now filling it up because the hot water was initially too hot um and then topping it up with, with more boiling water um yeah and i mean megan you know she yeah she's she, she's amazing really like i didn't really need to do a lot i just needed to make sure that you know she wasn't uncomfortable um she knew what to do yeah i um remember coming to your home and um you had set up the um the the entrance there's there's a beautiful room and space there and you'd set up that as, as your birthing room and there are these very inspiring messages all over the walls and um, plans of what to do and how you wanted things to happen um it was the perfect birth studio uh, we'd really love to hear how the experience of delivering your own son was for you. And can you please elaborate and tell us exactly why you ended up delivering your son and not the midwife, for example? Yeah, so we always intended on having a midwife. Um, she was, yeah, we <laughs> we thought she was going to be there. Um, and you, when Megan's waters broke and we, you know, thought this is it, it's happening, um, the labour kind of progressed quite quickly, but Megan was handling it so well that we didn't really feel like there was a need to call the midwife. And we actually called my mother. So this was, I mean, I think it was about eleven at night, and we'd always said to Mum, "We'll call you." So because we have a, you know, Hadley, our older boy, we didn't want him to wake up during. We we're trying to because we didn't know if that would, how that was going to work out. So the idea was that Mum would would you know entertain Hadley if he woke up and so she came around and Megan was like in in pretty like full labor at that point and she wanted to know if she could do anything to help and we said look just you know 
either go go rest or I mean I think it was around midnight at this point or after midnight. Um, so she she went upstairs. I think she was making a cup of tea or even she was doing something. Um, and you know I I was constantly in and out of the room, um, filling up the <laughs> the pool. And Megan was she'd kind of she'd she'd been moving around quite a bit and then she kind of got to this point where she'd stopped moving and we she was kind of making that call on should she use the pool or not and and she she decided that she was happy where she was um on this you know we had a single bed down there um yeah she was happy there and yeah i think i was always asking should we call the midwife i feel like it was and i was timing contractions you know you get the the app but you can't really time the contractions accurately, you know, and then you forget to press pause and all of a sudden one contraction looks like it's been five minutes or something, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then we thought, okay, look, definitely go call the midwife. Um, I think, you know, Megan felt like she was ready to really give birth at that point. Right. Um, and I thought, well, all right, quickly. We knew the midwife wasn't far away. She only lived, you know, 10 minute, 10 minute drive. So I went outside to call her and we have like limited reception. So I couldn't, couldn't get couldn't get through eventually got through got an answer oh, i got an answer phone and i think i went straight to answer phone so i called back again I went back inside megan can't get through what do we do she says oh, i'll call the backup midwife you know so I, I went to call back yeah i called the midwife one more time to get the backup midwife's phone number right. and the midwife answered and it turns out she has no reception either at her house <laughs> And you know, like, I guess I wasn't really stressed out. I wasn't. I was. I wasn't frantic, saying you need to come now, um, which I probably should have been. You know, I mean, in hindsight, it didn't. It was actually good that I wasn't. But um, she didn't get the picture that you know the baby was really coming okay. now. Um, yeah, and so I went back inside, and Megan was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think by the time from when I went back in to to Jamie's arrival, must have been five minutes maybe um yeah and and you know i remember from from when we, we like we only ever did antenatal classes with hadley um and you know i remember the the lady taking the taking that class her instruction was you know if you're ever in the position that you need to deliver your own baby and do you know remember that there will always be a cord attached so you need to factor this into how are you going to hold the baby and pass the baby up to mum? So I just remember saying to Megan, "Don't worry, I'll, I'll catch, I'll catch the baby and I'll, I'll pass them, you know, back through the legs and instead of wrapping the umbilical cord around your legs, which I think, you know, you don't really want to do." Isn't that amazing? What what stuck in your head and how pertinent that piece of information yeah, is. Yeah, it's funny because to be honest, I don't remember anything else from those, <laughs> those courses. Um, yeah, but as clear as day, heard saying that. Isn't, I just think that's bizarre. I, um, it's an incredible story. So, so obviously, you know, we we expect the head first. So you were there, you know, yeah, yeah. ready head. with the head and confidently supported the I baby. Mean, look, it was amazing. Megan was more confident than I was, um, and yeah, I mean, the head was there, and you. Um, it's weird, like, because for me, I guess you know, I, I know now that at the time when the baby's being born, you know, they don't start breathing. No, they might not start breathing, you know, for a minute until they're yeah. outside. 
So this head's there, and the baby's not breathing, and so you start to kind of think, is everything you know, okay? Is everything okay? Um, I mean, Megan was still talking to me through all of this. Like, wow. She kind of said, look, it's fine. He, you know, um, yeah, and then out he popped and, you know. <laughs> and you handed that beautiful baby and, up and, to Megan. Yeah, and it, we still didn't know if it was a boy or a girl because it was kind of the way I, I caught him and passed him up to Megan and Megan cuddled him straight away. Um, I think it took, yeah, it took a little bit of encouragement to get him to take his first breath. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there was a little bit of like panic setting in just for a, a second or two, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it, we actually didn't do anything to, to stimulate that breath. Like, mm. You know, I think it was, yeah, I, I don't know. And how much longer was it before the midwife arrived? No, oh, I mean, so, well, that was the funny thing because my mum was upstairs and then she comes down and she's, is it a baby? <laughs> You know, she says, oh, I was upstairs and she was just going, she was just walking across the kind of top of the, the landing to go down to the bedroom where she was going to sleep. And yeah, she thinks to herself, oh, is, is that a baby that I can hear? She comes down and, you know, sure enough, there's, there's us with the baby. And then, yeah, that was the point when, when we asked my mum to kind of, ah, what did we do? We kind of like held the baby back and she looked, I think we all kind of looked together to see if it was a boy or a girl. So special. Um, and then once, yeah, Megan was, you know, that, once everything had kind of calmed down, probably five minutes after the baby had been born, um, I went back and called the midwife. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, the, it was I just called her. And, Where are you? You know, the baby's waiting for you kind of thing. And she just, you know, she she was ecstatic for us. Um, and she was really happy for Megan because, you know, it, it, it yeah, it was kind of the perfect thing for us, you know, for, especially for Megan, like it. It meant a lot to her. It was um, a golden moment, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember yeah. coming the next day to check Megan and, and Jamie, and I we we were just blown away by your calmness. Like, obviously, you probably still had adrenaline racing, coursing through your veins. However, you you were so calm, and it was so matter of fact. Um, but knowing Megan as well, that this was the perfect outcome. And in fact, we joked about the fact that had someone else been involved in the birth, things may not have been as smooth. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, that's something that we do that does cross our mind all the time. Um, you know, I fully believe in Adriana, our midwife. She's, I think she's great. Absolutely. Um, and it's just having that, that other person's input or influence there, um, I don't know if Megan would have been as relaxed, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's just that, that amazing is... trust and and that you have in each other to allow that process to happen. Oh, look, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I can only do so much. In some Pretty ways, magical. But, yeah, yeah. Um, was it very different to Hadley's birth? Yeah, I mean, Hadley. Um, Hadley was born was birthed at Birthcare uh, in Auckland, and that. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, it was it was different in that there were more people there. Um, you know, we had the midwife there, and I think there was a trainee midwife kind of in and out. Um, yeah, and then again, I mean, I look the second the second time round. I guess you know, as the, as the mother, you're more experienced. You know, you know what's happening. 
Um, you know, I think Megan looks back on the first birth and sometimes wishes things had gone slightly differently. Um, you know, it was quite a long, intense labour for her. Um, but you know, being being it, like a natural birth was was always the goal. You know, and and still that's what we got with Hadley. Um, yeah, so that was. So as a um, experienced deliverer of babies, what advice would you give other parents out there or fathers who are about to embark on this pretty magical day, night, few day experience? Yeah, I mean, it's preparation. And well, I mean, the first thing is you need to make the plan early on. You know, you need to, yeah, you need to kind of decide what you're doing, how you're going to, what your birth plan is going to be. Um, you need, yeah, it's really hard for parents, I think, because they don't know what questions they need to be asking. And you kind of just, you find your midwife and, yeah, if you don't know what kind of midwife to look for, then you just get any anyone and you kind of follow whatever path's already been laid out for you. Um, yeah, do as much reading. I mean, look, as the husband or the father, I guess, you, you're not as fully involved. Um, with Hadley, I always found it, you, you can't, I found it hard to get emotionally into it because it wasn't me. I mean, it's such a big deal for Megan. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you kind of take a back seat in some ways. You know that you're always going to be called on, so you need to be, you know, you need to be aware of what, you need to go through the birth plan with your, you know, with your partner. And This is a question from personal experiences, that minute or the moments or the um, the time immediately after the birth, I personally experienced, and I know Ash, my husband, did too, this profound sense of gratitude and love for the process, for each other. I mean, it's a miracle, isn't it? This this very awkwardly shaped little thing can come out of, you know, what seems impossible. Um, and somehow you've you've you know, come together as a couple and got through this very intense but wonderful process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're really lucky here. You know, I have friends and family overseas who have had babies and they don't have the same kind of midwifery care that we have here. Right. If you're going to do a home birth, you know, I think you need to, you want to find a midwife who's going to support you 100% through home birth. Um, you know, that's so important um, and yeah I mean the, you, things like just just thinking the, the, I think the birth pool you know that, that caused us stress because we left it too late to get it into the house you know so we were on this kind of frantic journey trying to track down the birthing pool which we had plenty of time in the end but it's just an unnecessary stress you know yeah. so you want to get all of that stuff organised Get it into your house a month before. It doesn't matter. Set it up a month before. It doesn't matter, you know. That's right. Um, rather than setting it up, you know, a few days before. During labour. <laughs> the water situation you can't really do much about. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That um, is what it is with that. Yeah. So just a, a, another question I, I wonder about. Jamie has been checked since birth. Hadley is also under chiropractic care. How have you found the experience of having your babies, your boys checked as a dad? Yeah, well, I mean, they, well, they like coming. They love coming here for a start. <laughs> I think initially it was more just about coming and going on the slide and seeing brown beer. Yeah. <laughs> for Hadley. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, they, they, Hadley's actually, he's he's really started to 
he's you know starting to learn how to to relax and yeah. you know he knows what he needs to be doing when he comes here yeah um you know for jamie it is noticeable with things you know especially when they're newborn when mm. you came around to our house mm. little things he was always he would always look to one side and you yeah i mean through you coming around to our house during those first couple of weeks mm. we were able to get on top of that early yeah um which was great mm. yeah Oh, I think it's an amazing story and um, what an experience you've had. And thank you for sharing with us on Chat yeah. on This. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. So we've had Megan and now I've had Nick. Yeah. Thanks for sharing with us. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's great.